talk again, Gary. Mary had a little lamb. Yeah, bring, bring it up one notch. Mary had a little lamb. Okay, that's good. Hi, this is Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the Thimble Weed Park Stand-Up Meeting Podcast. Every week we talk about what we did last week and what we're going to do this week. And I am joined by Gary Winnick. Hello. And David Fox. Hey there. I noticed David's little avatar icon says David-Nuclear Explosion. Nuclear Explosion Specialist. They cut. They cut, oh, chopped off the rest oh, of it. Oh, they cut off. Oh. So, so why are you why are you called the Nuclear Explosion Specialist? Or is that spoilers? That's a spoiler country. <laughs> <laughs> now we know that there's a Nuclear Explosion Specialist. That's the. Oh, you want that in your credits? Should that be <laughs> instead of programmer? You just you want Nuclear probably Explosion. That, probably give that to Octavi. Yeah, that's right. He he animated it. All right. Why don't, why don't we start with you, David? Since you're already going. Ron can always cut this later. No, I'm not going to cut it. When have I ever cut anything later, Gary? Yeah, you just add crap. <laughs> All right, let's start with David. Okay, well, this week, good week. Um, you know, standard stuff, bugs, room extensions. Um, one of our testers ran, must have run a bunch of tests through a spelling checker, and found a lot of embarrassing typos from everyone. Yeah, I think I want to wait on those though and not fix them. Yeah, because it's it's much easier to do mass um, grammar and spell checking uh, if I extract all the dialogue through the dialogue tool. Because then we'll just get a spreadsheet and you just go through and make the changes and then just suck it back into the source code. Ah, interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, we had a really good brainstorming session yesterday. Yeah, we got a couple of really good kind of puzzles switched out. Yeah, and. I, I, I was thinking about that today and you know what the difference is like you know the the tendency when you brainstorm sometimes to go with the first or second idea when maybe that's not the best and in this case I think it was me who just said you know, I, I think we could do better because it felt right. like it felt low derivative of something else we had done and then coming up with something which feels way better yeah I find that true later on in the project because you know, in this case, we had to kind of redesign a little bit of a puzzle and, you know, we don't have a lot of time left. And I think your inclination is to go for that first thing just because you don't have a lot of time. Where maybe at the beginning of the project, you would have spent a lot more time, you know, hashing through something. Yeah. Well, also in the beginning of the project, there wouldn't have been, it maybe wouldn't have been as derivative since it would have been the first time we came up with mm. something like that. True. Um, so I'm, I think this not only makes that puzzle better but it also ties in some loose ends which I, I love you know when you start seeing things becoming you know looping into in, in, a, in upon themselves in different ways yeah right. i will agree it was a better so ultimately that was all first of all it's good to to knock those things back and forth all the time you know and and you know sort of work through them and and uh, evolve them and i thought the end solution was a better solution definitely yeah, well, I know that that Ron, you do this a lot, and sometimes it's frustrating because you'll come back with, "No, let's not do that. Let's completely change it and do it this way." And um, you know, it means going in and ripping out stuff and changing things around. But usually, it you know, I'd say most of the time, if not all, it's it's stronger. And 
you know, I think I have more of a tendency to just want to get it done and not and not do that level of 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 polish. Well, I think the big issue with I think it's actually, you know, two puzzles. I think the or puzzle chains, entire chains. I think the real issue with those was um, you know, both of those happened in Act One and you know, what we've kind of done if we is we've moved both of those puzzle chains from Act One to Act Two. Which, which I think is just better because I think Act One is starting to get a little bit long, but they were both really interesting puzzle chains. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to lose them completely. So, just kind of moving them from Act One to Act Two, uh, you know, I think solved a whole bunch of problems actually doing that. Right. Also, I got to put in probably the the most grossest animation of the game, and that was really fun. <laughs> Oh, is that the ransom one? The ransom one. Yeah. <laughs> I guess when you say grossest animation of the game, it, you pretty much guaranteed it's ransom at some yeah, level. Right. That was a lot of fun, and then there was also fun finding. Some I sound liked your sound effects. Yeah, too. the sound effects are especially fun. <laughs> to just amplify it. <laughs> that was that was for a um, a backer item. Right. Yeah, there's some good there's some good backer items. There's a, there's a couple that have been a lot of fun to kind of add to the game that have done that have done weird things that are fun. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we do, we have these um, in our preferences file for the that launches the game. We have the option of putting in a scenario name, which then instead of starting at the beginning, we'll start um, at, a, at a point where we define a bunch of variables and maybe place put a bunch of inventory into the actors. You know, give them a bunch of things, um, set a bunch of flags, put them in a certain place. And theoretically, by doing that, you could say, okay, if you run this scenario, then you're at the beginning of Act 2. And um, for testing, if we do it right, then that really helps, and the testers could just start there rather than having to go from a save game, which often break after with all the changes. Um, so I was did one for um, a couple places in the game, at the Vista view, and also for the beginning of Act 2. Which the the door at the top of the vista, <laughs> famous vista door, right? And in beginning of Act Two, and, and kind of seeing where you know we had changed something where it was impossible to, to really progress if we hadn't started doing some of that. So we're now solidly working on Act Two stuff, which is good. I think that was most of what I did. Okay. Uh, well, I will go next, I guess. I've been doing uh, bug fixes, kind of like David said. Uh, we did some more additions on Wednesday, and so I took some of the additions we've gotten and I cut up the dialogue, and then I finished the part of the system that deals with you know doing the, the talkie line. So there's actually a couple of a couple of dialogues in the game where you actually hear people talk. So yeah, that's so crazy. That's, to see yeah, it's kind of fun. It, it, it's fun to hear because you go, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're just audition takes, right? So I mean, they're not—I mean, they're not final stuff, and they're you know not clean and, and all sorts of stuff. But uh, it's you know it's fun to see. So I was just working through some of the issues with actually having voice in the game now, kind of how we were stopping and starting sentences and tracking the length that stuff shows up wasn't quite working right, and that kind of showed up when the dialogue came in, and also writing the code to deal with ducking of volume. So 
you know, before the voice shows up, you know, we tend to have a lot of sound effects and you make the sound effects, you know, obviously be as, you know, as, as loud as, as you want them to be. But when people start talking, you need to duck that audio away. So I was kind of working with some systems that duck it. I have it working, but it's very crude. I don't want to go through and music. Or are you ducking? Uh, I could duck either, but right now I'm only ducking the sound effects. Um, I could, I could duck the music as well. It kind of depends how loud the music uh, ends up being with that stuff. But you know, the, the ducking is really crude right now. I mean, it basically just instantly ducks it rather than fading it out. So I need to, I need to do some, some stuff with that. It doesn't completely work the way I want. So I think I'm going to go through and like play several games that have a lot of audio and, and see what people are doing for ducking because I'm not, I'm not really sure kind of what the what the standard is for ducking that stuff during voice so i need to do that so so before you have like for how long the text stays up there's a kind of a variable setting for fast readers or for slow readers so you can change the, the speed um but now if there's voice do you match it to the voice to leave it up yeah. as long as the voice is up yeah when the when voice is playing the audio takes precedence so even if you speed up your text really fast, it's it's going to remain on the screen as long as the audio takes to play. So you'd have to turn off the voice in, in order to get the fast yeah, text. Yeah, correct. Again. You can still use the period key to skip the audio. It just kills the voice instantly when you do that. Okay. So you can still use that, but but the text speed stuff is is overridden by the actual audio, the playing of the audio. Well, this is officially my first talkie game, so this is a lot of new territory for me. Oh, is it? I guess yeah. Uh, you, yeah, that's right. You didn't work on that stuff, right? Uh, interesting. So, interesting. so one other thing I'm curious about, Ron, and this is not something you did exactly, but I know that Jen went to E3, and maybe you have a quick update on that. Uh, yeah, Jen went to E3, and we showed the game. There's this thing called the Mix Event, which is just a bunch of indie titles, uh, you know, get together and show their games. So we showed there. I think that was like four or five hours uh, one evening. And uh, so that was good. Um, you know, a lot of people came in and played the game and whatnot. And we showed at the Indie Mega Booth, they had a little trailer set up where people could come and demo. But I think that was mostly to uh, have a place to show press. And then she did several you know, demos just around the show floor and stuff to different press people and, and whatnot. But it was, I mean, it was a pretty low profile. I mean, it was nowhere near what we did with, what we did for PAX. So, you know, I don't know that there's going to be a lot that really And we got nominated for something. Yeah, it was the Game Informer Best of Show nomination. I don't know how many of those to give out. They may, you know, give out hundreds of them. <laughs> uh, let's see what else they did. Uh, the Linux version... Um, we almost got that into test. There was there was some weird problems where if if the game would crash with a you know with a script error, it would kind of hang. So I wanted to fix that, and so the Linux programmer got that fixed. So I hope to actually truly officially get a Linux version into test today. Uh, now that that issue uh, is fixed, and I was doing that stuff. Uh, David had wanted those changes to the to being able to turn on and off the verb UI, so I made those fixes, and that actually caused a lot of really deep problems when I refactored that. So I, I just kind of working out all the weird places that the you know the UI suddenly showed up out of nowhere, or places where it it wasn't showing when it should have, just because of the way that I was dealing with the flags. So um, I do have that fixed, and 
We added, uh, for all the objects in the game, you can now set a gender for the translations. You know, we don't have this problem in English, but um, for the other languages we do. So I think I have all that, uh, all that working now. So, so a spoon is female and a fork is male, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Again, we don't have that in English, so that is just such a foreign concept to me. But uh, apparently... Apparently you do. And I talked to Boris a little bit about, uh, you know, German and, you know, what kind of information he would want for doing the German translations. And I guess German has three, you know, it was male and female and, and neutral. So just in terms of as translator, what, you know, what kind of control is he going to want over that stuff and what kind of stuff is useful? And I think that's kind of really about it. Gary? So um, let's see. I finished up just tail in from last week the um animation for some of the radio station stuff some more animation for the hotel and then i've moved pretty much full time this week into working on thimblecon characters and one particular character is taking me a long time because he's complex i'll say he's wearing a costume and he's complicated so yeah i think it's a dragon i think we can yeah, say okay that. fine <laughs> yeah charlie the dragon anyway. <laughs> um so so i'm working on that and it's just you know, since since we're sort of going towards the more polished characters, I think I may have mentioned this, but you know, they have more shading and stuff on them, so it's just taking more time because the way we have to animate this stuff, Octavie's, you know, just blindingly fast compared to me. I, you know, I guess because he's young and. But anyway, um, it's just that uh, doing all of the, uh, you know, hand placing every pixel of shading and moving it around from frame to frame is just sort of t it's sort of a tedious job and you want it to look right. I mean, part of the problem, especially when you're dealing with stuff that has few pixels, is you can move things around and by, you know, placing it one place or another, it, it, at least by, to my eye, makes a lot of difference, if you know what I'm saying. So, uh, been doing that and uh, just continuing on that stuff, that and inventory items and, uh, you know, a number of other things. But pretty much just going to finish up animation and then move on to the next list of animation for next week. All right. So how do you guys feel about progress? What are you, what are you feeling about you know, how we're going and given our deadlines and all that stuff? I think we've been doing well, but the last, you know, the last brainstorming in the last few weeks have also added a bunch of stuff. So I, the only thing that concerns me is a lot of times, like especially like some of the puzzles we just figured out, when we were working on something before, we said, oh, we'll just figure that out later. So it's like later now. Yeah, it's later. <laughs> so a lot of times I don't know what's going to happen because you know Ron will have a thing where it just says on the on the um, pen, um, puzzle dependency list missing. You know what I mean? There's like a big red box that says missing, <laughs> and then it's Ron going, "Well, okay, this can't be missing anymore. So what is this?" Right. And then it could be something simple, or it could be something more complicated. As David was saying, the more I w I think too, the more complicated things are way more interesting but there's a balance i guess and i'm still not sure what the balance is between now and the end of the project right and, and i i feel like we're it seemed like we were kind of in a loop for a long time maybe because of the, the polish we were doing and the, the show related stuff we were doing so i feel like we're actually moving forward again which which i mean i know we were always moving forward but now we're into new territory and opening up new parts of the game yeah, certainly getting those demo versions ready for the shows, I think, put us in a in that kind of loop, you know, as you said. But 
you know, I think I think now also I think we just need to really push forward, you know, and not not be distracted by small little details. And then, you know, we can hit those details during polish phases. Or a lot of times you just realize those little details, you know, just don't matter at the end of the day and you ship with them. So I have no idea. I'm not even thinking about whether we're going to hit a target. I'm, I'm <laughs> just kind of keeping keeping close focus on what I'm working on. Yeah, it's it's important to like go into a state of denial at this at this point <laughs> in the project. It, it feels like you know we're not going to be that far off. I mean, I don't. Let me put it this way: I don't think we're going to be early. <laughs> That's true. I don't think we'll ship late. I, I think I think what's going to happen is. You know, we have a lot to do, lot to do, and I think we're going to start eating up, you know, polish time, and you know, eating up, uh, you know, having to get through cert a little bit faster than we normally would, and I think we'll just we'll, we'll eat up all of that time, and you know, all of our slack time is is going to kind of go away. But I but I don't think we'll ship late. I don't, I don't see that happening. No, I mean it 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 still feels manageable, but of course I'm living in I, my whole life is living in denial. <laughs> All right. Is that it, guys? Yep. I think so. Okay. Well, I will talk to you next week because obviously we don't speak okay. at all except for <laughs> these podcasts. <laughs> all right. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. And we're out. Okay. Right. Yep. And Ron's not yeah, recording. Yeah, that's the other thing is we can see that with this program, well, with this website, we can see that Ron is still recording. Yeah, I don't like that. So, so, so Ron. Well, hopefully, I, what, I'm going to say that next week I'm going to be away, but hopefully I can still participate if we have good enough internet. Oh, you're doing like a work vacation, right? So, is this where you're going on vacation, but, but you and Annie are still working? When you're gone, we just or... figured we realized that most of the work we do is computer based, so we could be anywhere. So we say, mm. hey, let's just let's just let's go someplace just, else. Let's and be do it. anywhere. It could be anywhere. Oh, I remember back at Lucasfilm, Eric Wilmunder and I, when we were working on the on the scum system, and you know Brad Taylor. It's like we would drive up to this cabin that Eric's parents had uh, up in the mountains, and we'd actually spend three or four days, the three of us, just in this cabin you know, working on the scum system. And that was actually really nice. And you didn't need that. internet back then to, to... No, you didn't. No, we were just passing stuff back and forth on floppy disks. really be anywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I can't. I have to be at least someplace where I have a connection. Right. Well, I want, that is one of the nice things about Git, though, right, is you can do you can do a little bit of work and still be checking stuff, you know, in and, and not have to worry about having right. an internet connection. Right. I'm assuming that I won't have a good connection, so I'm stocking up with a bunch. Right. Make sure, you, make sure you do a pull before you leave. Right. So, so one thing I wanted to check in with Ron about real quickly is I noticed, you know, ordinarily, sometimes I like go over the blog post before you post them, but you posted this other one yesterday about the phone book, mm -hmm. and I hadn't even like paid any attention. I just looked at it, and there's like almost 360 responses to it because it's right. the um, thing where you can like win a uh, phone book entry. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't think that one through. I I didn't I didn't think about how many people were going to enter that, 
and now I have to kind of go through by hand and copy all those numbers out. And I probably should have done it with one of those, um, you know, Google form things where people, mm -hmm. you know, enter their email and their number. And then it just would have built a spreadsheet for me automatically. We're going to do one more contest where we give away some more entries. And I'm definitely going to use the Google forms for that. It reminds me of one of those guess how many jelly beans are in this right. jar thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, see you guys later. Okay, okay. bye. Bye. Bye.